Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's cool. She's dangerous. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. <laughs> it's just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press a button. See, you're off. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. And yes, it is time for another episode. This is the 33,126th episode of Peculiar Podcast. It's hard to believe. It's actually the 56th. Hard to believe it's been that many. And uh, so here we are once again. Now, you, um, we usually do these podcasts in between your travel and mine sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, like I'm going to Anchorage next week. Uh, and then you're going to Den- Washington D.C., Denver, and Denver. Washington D.C. Yeah. Uh, and and so we find these times in between when we do these podcasts. So we'll usually do the multiple podcasts at one time. It just makes more sense schedule wise. But one thing I uh, I've always wondered about is when you're on these planes, they admonish you right away as you before you even taxi that you're supposed to turn your cell phone. Or other electronic stuff off, mm-hmm. MP3 players, laptops, tablets, and all of that. And uh, and now I see that there's a, uh, a possibility that the aviation authorities are f- thinking about lifting the ban on passenger use of e-readers and tablets and other electronics. The power on them, not not making cell phone calls, but well, maybe even that. Because oh, I hope not. My question about it is is this: that when I went on a flight recently, once we were up in the air, uh, they handed out these um, video player things, which also gave you the capability of wireless, so you could get mm-hmm. on the internet. Right there. And there are some airlines that have wireless internet. Yeah, um, this was an Alaska flight in this case. Uh, so I always wondered, well, now, why are some electronic things okay and others aren't? And they talk about something that, that emits or receives a signal, and those are the things you should turn off. It turns out that uh, pilots file uh, all these reports every year talking about their radios, their GPS systems, uh, that all of a sudden they went haywire. And, uh, and then they started functioning again when they started asking passengers to turn off their devices. So it's really circumstantial evidence that led the FAA back in 1993 to to do this thing and say that you got to turn off all this stuff and mm-hmm. you can't be used during takeoff and landing. And they also make these outrageous, uh, the, their reasons is you, we, we cannot shut the door until you've turned off all your electronics. I just, yeah. oh, okay, whatever. Which is, which is baloney, and I've, of course. Yeah. Okay. They say that once an aircraft is above 10,000 feet, officials say a flight crew would have enough time and enough altitude to safely react to any electronic problem. 
What? So, what does that mean? Well, I'm not sure what it means, except that, uh, you know, there, there's enough time. If there is some sort of interference or uh, something that's jammed, they got enough time to remedy it easily. The risk in allowing passengers to use their electronics at lower altitudes, even that, says Boeing, a Boeing engineer, at least one guy, that's a tiny risk. But it could be a freak occurrence. Yeah, it could end in disaster. Why take the risk? So it's basically this idea that uh, if there's a minute risk in it, then let's just make it an overall ban on using these things when you're in the air. But here's the thing. Uh, a survey found that 40% of air passengers don't bother to turn off their phones during takeoff or landing. That doesn't surprise me. Doesn't I've, mean they're using them, but they're not I've off. forgotten. I usually stick my laptop in my bag, and I usually just shut the case to let it go to sleep, and I forget to pull it out and turn it off. Yeah, and you Almost, haven't crashed so far, have you? I haven't made the plane crash. Almost yeah. every flight, I can guarantee that. And then there's times I've actually left my phone on thinking I'd turned it off, but it's in my purse. I don't remember. So there's two issues here. One is the electronics being on and off, and the other is a, a piece of equipment that can send a signal. So, right. right? So there's two things happening. So yeah. the, on, the on and off thing is uh, so that it doesn't interfere with them taking off. Then the in-flight signal or the signal thing I don't understand because even when I pull my phone out on the flight, I can only put it in airplane mode to play a game. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why that mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Well, you remember they... Uh, I think it was um, Alex uh, Baldwin got in trouble last year or a couple of years ago, and he was con- he was insisting on playing this little game on his phone. But that was turning off the phone. That didn't have anything to do with the signal. Yeah, exactly. Right. And they actually did. They but, made him. They I think they fined him or they get, yeah, had they him get him. off. They arrested him and all of this sort of stuff. Uh, they say that the trouble is possible interference with yeah. cellular networks, not with aircraft avionics. Because call networks operate on the principle that a cell phone is only within range of one or two cellular towers. Right. But when you're going 500 miles an hour at 30,000 feet, uh, you can be showering signals on any number of these towers. And that could confuse uh, the network's software and potentially lead to drop calls from land-based customers. So maybe we're turning them off so that people down here on terra firma don't have their phones screwed up. I thought it was just so that the plane wouldn't crash. That's what I thought. I have not read one. Not, I've never, not, I've not never that I read heard that before. Not that yeah. I read every newspaper or listen to every newscast. I have not heard one plane crash where they emphatically said that this had to do with that jackass who didn't turn off his cell phone. That's why all these people are dead. And I believe uh, that the uh, surveys, because we love our surveys, <laughs> yeah. most people... A uh, majority of people, when asked about this, say, no, nah, you know what? We like it the way it is. Because when you get right down to it, nobody wants to hear some loudmouth jerk on his cell phone in the seat next to you or even across the aisle from you. that's different. That's a whole, it diff- is different, that's a whole different issue. It is different, it's a different reason for wanting the phones off. But for many people, that's a good enough reason. No, you can turn your phone on during the flight on airplane mode. Yeah, not not keep it off. But you can't make phone calls. No, but that's my my question. And is, that's what I'm saying. So there's is that when you get right down to it, people who say they they think the policy is fine the way it is, that is in many cases the real reason they like it because they don't want to yeah. hear annoying conversations going on. Well, there's two things here. First of all, having the policy that you shouldn't have to turn anything off. That's one thing. You shouldn't have to turn it off. It's not crashing planes. Being able to use your cell phone to talk is a whole different issue. 
that's a whole different issue, right? Are we talking about two separate things here? I don't know that we are, but yeah. Uh, so they, basically, they basically uh, what I'm saying is some people think that an aircraft is one of the only places on the planet sure, where you and can I agree with that. get away from mobile phones. I agree for with once. that. But I should be able to turn on all my lo- I should not have to turn off all my electronics. I agree. I shouldn't be able to talk on my cell phone. I think they're two separate. Well, issues. and I remember that uh, you mm-hmm. know on nine eleven we got a lot of uh, phone conversation. People got to say good- not only say goodbye to their loved ones they didn't know they were necessarily saying goodbye, but they were also able yeah. to give us some sense of what was happening on I those know. planes before it would just be completely lost in history because yeah. everybody perished. No, I do not believe is that somebody should be able to yak on their phone. It's it's all I can do just to get the people to shut up behind me anyway yeah. who are yakking to each other. I, I would not be able to tolerate. Those quarters are very close. I mean, you are right there. I don't want to sit there and listen to somebody on their cell phone. I That, I hope, does not ever change. I do, however, think you should be able to leave all of your electronics on. Leave your iPod on. Your Stow your stuff. Sure, you shouldn't be taken off with a big laptop on your lap. Stow it. But I don't think you should have to turn it off and that they make these threats. You know, we can't shut the door until you turn off your electronics. Well, yeah, it's, whatever. It's a fun little power whatever. trip for those people that sometimes. Let's see. Uh, oh, I wanted to ask you this. Uh, when you fly... Not, come on, come on now, Pat. Remember what you were going to ask her here. Uh, when you fly... I just don't want to hear somebody I, yakking on a cell phone next yeah, to me. Geez, what was it? Oh, I know. When you fly, do you? are you one of those people that crank your seat back? And, no. Yeah, no. I never do. I don't touch the seat in front of me. And I know I, you have the right to do it because they give you the you know the wherewithal to yeah, do but that. Just it, you have but I right just to... think it's really rude to no. the person behind you, and I never nope. do it. And so when someone cranks their seat back all the way in front of me... Uh, it may not be fair, but I detest that person I detest with every that person fiber yeah. of my being. Yeah, it's like, really uncomfortable. You and selfish bastard! I am finding most people now that I'm because I fly quite a bit for four, at least four or five flights a month. Sometimes on planes. Sometimes on planes. They most people aren't putting their seatbacks anymore. Yeah, I, I, and I, I like that. Perfect. Yeah. You know what else? Maybe I've everybody. Know- it's an unspoken thing, yeah, but look, everybody's bought into. Yeah, yeah. Look, we realize this is a crappy deal. We've got to be on this crappy airline with these crappy stewardesses and crappy people and crappy food. So let's not make it any worse than we have to. And people don't put their seatbacks anymore. And let's let's get right down to it. Those seat things are ridiculous. If they move an inch, you know, that's about as far as most of them will go but back anyway. But that still annoys the person oh, behind yeah. you. Oh, Just yeah. that one and inch. I, yeah, I will detest them yes. with every fiber of my fibrous being uh, just for doing that. Uh, this story is kind of old, but uh, I don't care because I, I, I just thought it was funny. Uh, what? The, the carnival cruise oh. thing that happened a, a few weeks ago. Weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, where the people were floating oh out and, and being towed, and they were having to, you know, take a load off the end of the ship and all of that kind of stuff, and it stank and all that. But uh, they, but there <laughs> Did was. You just say t- I'm sorry, I tried to hold that in. Yeah. Well, yeah. No. You mean relieve themselves over yeah. the side of the ship? I don't think nothing, they were doing that. They there's were just, nothing sexy no, about it. No. And that's the reality awful. of life. You know, if you ever noticed in movies, no one ever takes a dump. Nobody ever goes to no, the bathroom. No, they never go to the bathroom. It never happens. If they do, it's it's a pee shot. In the middle of a love story, people yeah. make it. I said, hey, you know what? I, I'll be right back. I got to take a leak. I'll be right back. You know, it never happens. <laughs> I know. In, except in the movies, it doesn't happen. I know. In real life... It, it's just the way it is. We have we functions have that we have to do. And I when know. you can't do it, it's horrible. Having said that... I know a lot of guys don't think women have to do that particular function. 
Yeah. Um, but we do. I'm just letting you know. Well, I, you know what? I, I got to be rather ripe age, at least my late teens, before I that I and I didn't have any sisters maybe that was part of the reason so you didn't think your mom I didn't no I didn't think that girls farted <laughs> I just thought they're girls of course they can't fart it's only boys that fart that's right and do so, all those other disgusting so it was such things. a revelation when I heard a toot from a date that I was on I, oh my gosh I'm sorry <laughs> you're yeah. not supposed to be able to do that <laughs> what are you are you really a boy <laughs> It was, it was a revelation to me. Uh, but um, so, so, but the, the idea when these people came in, they finally got them into Mobile, Alabama. They, right. There this was, was just, after seven days. That a lot of the media treated these people like they were heroic somehow. Yeah, and, and um, they were. I think John Stewart called it the ship of stools, you know. Won't you let me take you on a and they got, you know, some of them got down and kissed the ground yeah. very dramatically. And, right, and, right. and again, I'm not saying that I would not be upset if I had to slosh through a, literally a poop deck and not have any water or food or any of this. But it wasn't like it was a war. You yeah. were on a freaking cruise ship, for yeah. God's sake. And I can guarantee you that the bar didn't run dry. That's and right. the bar doesn't run on electricity. A lot of people were criticized that this thing brought out the best and the worst. I I in think humanity. So. Some people got way too wasted. Yes. Uh, well, that was would have been my plan. Yeah, I guess. But but uh, the, the but, sh- but this idea that that there Stuart John Stewart played this one clip from CNN or something and they were showing an aerial aerial view, excuse me, of this Was that you? That was my dog. That was my dog sneezing. <laughs> you okay? Buddy? <laughs> They show this aerial view of people standing out on the deck of the ship, and then they're talking on the phone to the loved ones who live someplace else. And I said, yeah. it must be so wonderful to see the faces of those people that you haven't seen in over four days. Just, and then Stuart says, so look, you're not heroes. They they went on a cruise. You weren't going to see them anyway. Yeah. Well, they, left, they probably wanted to get away from you. They didn't want to see you in the first place. Yeah, I'm with you. I thought the whole thing was just way over-dramatized. I mean, I would not want it to happen to me. But no, the, but I... I but, uh, you know, this isn't the worst. I mean, why don't you why don't you do a little reading of history and think about the people who came over on the Mayflower, for example. Yeah. Uh, two of which died on the voyage, and half of well, whom died within the year yeah. after they arrived at Plymouth. Yeah. I mean, th- those were really horrible. I or, or slave ships coming over. I mean, there's that's yeah. horrible condition. I, I understand You're on a that. cruise ship. You've got a bar on there. Even if you poop on your shoes. Yeah. Go have a drink. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think this uh, is going to be something that you can easily promote if you're carnival cruises they're if they're smart they'll spin this somehow because they're in a how world, would you spin it i have no idea but they're in a world of hurt with lawsuits coming after them not only are they compensating and refunding each each of these passengers they're also giving them a free cruise right. and they're also giving them 500 dollars. here's what i thought was funny 500 bucks some people thought that was an insult 500 bucks for my pain and suffering is that <laughs> it what are you how hard and I'm right, thinking, right, you're right, Dad. What, what, oh what would it take? Six hundred bucks? Lord, no. I'm thinking, are you kidding they're, me? They're saying things like, "Well, that isn't going to pay that for my, the, my lost wages." And all that. Yeah. And mental anguish. I had poop on my shoes for four. Get over it. Yeah. I've stepped in poop before, and it doesn't kill you. Yeah, you're not it's un- tragic it's figures. Thank you.
think yes, I get it. I just, I really thought that there were some very pampered people, very spoiled people on that ship that just, and I get it. You don't want your vacation to be ruined. I get it. I'm not trying to make light of it, but to really be that dramatic. Well, now, try to put yourself in their place. Okay, just for let a me moment. give you an example here because I, I know how you are. I and know. And if this had happened to you, I think you'd be singing a different tune right now, sister. Well, well, you're right. If there was poop in my cabin, probably. But I would have gotten drunk and gotten over it, is my point. I'm not saying I would not have been upset. But I did go on a cruise with a girlfriend. We were supposed to go to the Caribbean, and and uh, Hurricane Hugo, or Herbert, or he's one of my Harrison, favorite hurricanes, or yeah. whoever. Anyway, kicked the crap out of uh, where we were supposed to go. So we ended up ended up going to Jamaica instead. And there were people on that ship that were pissed off. And my girlfriend and I were like, Why would they really? be so pissed off, Mom? Really? You're on a cruise ship. We've got booze and dancing, and we're going to Jamaica, where you can get some pretty cheap weed. What's your deal? And they were, I'm suing this man. And, and, then I, and we're thinking, really? You would have the captain steer right into the hurricane to meet, make our itinerary? There's just some people that if... But see, the captain, if he was smart, would have got on the intercom and said exactly what you just said ladies and gentlemen this is your captain speaking we're about to disembark here in kingston where there's lots of really good weed available so get your ganja your bobo bushes dinky doughs roaches reefers hot sticks jelly beans giggle smoke and chiba right here and get it now man because i don't see any being available legally in Washington State, everyone. Soon we'll be making So I hope that's a comedy. Anyway, my point is there's just some people that, um, no, I thought it was great. I didn't care. That's my point. I was on a cruise ship. They could have stayed in the harbor at the dock and I would have been happy for seven days. Yeah, but you, you're not really able to empathize with people no. that are swimming in poop in poop okay yeah. but yes i said to you i would be upset be um I, I i'd be maybe cry a little bit well i'd be mad at the people they there were a lot of people apparently they were hoarding food yeah and stuff looting and, and hoarding and i would be mad at the people that are throwing all kinds of food back because they're crapping more because they're doing that <laughs> I said, come on, let's all pull, let's pull together on let's this thing. fast for a bit. Start eating less, and then we won't have as much of this detritus to deal with. Come on. I'm surprised that people weren't pooping in the pool and stuff. Cause that, maybe they were. Maybe I don't, they were. I don't know. I don't know. I, if but it was me, I'd, being... I'd get on the outside rail and lean out oh, as geez. far as I could. Can you imagine being... <laughs> Can you imagine being? Oh, jeez! Can you imagine being the steward? Those those room stewards, cabin stewards, who, as you know, are are very um, helpful and and they just will do anything to make your stay. I mean, they have to clean. They're cleaning all this crap up, and and they're probably still in their little their little outfits, their little uniforms. And, you and wonder, I wonder, and I wonder if they continued to have the other attractions of a cruise, even despite <laughs> if they still had entertainment. For example, hi everybody, welcome to the Sea Star Showroom. I'm Bobby Spooner, the Carnival Crooner. Here's one you may remember, originally done by the late great Nat King Cole, and it goes like this: Unforgettable. That's how you smell. 
Well, so. does that does that deter you from taking it? And, and Did you say deter? Deter. Okay. Detour. Thought it ended deter. in a D. Deter. This cruise line has kind of always been known as sort of the bargain basement yeah, yeah. cruise line. I've never been on a carnival cruise. Have you? No, uh, but my wife has. And, oh. And I don't mean to disparage carnival, but what are you going to do? Sue us? We yeah. don't have any money, remember? <laughs> So uh, yeah, nobody's paying. Yeah, either. you're right. They they well, her parents. I remember whether coincidence or not, got terribly ill on a carnival cruise. I mean, oh, deathly ill. Right. And uh, she didn't know if they were going to even make it. So I don't know. I I think just to save a few bucks, it's not worth going on um, Brand X. Let's let's put it that I way. I was surprised to find out that there are no real across the board regulations in terms of inspections that are done right. for uh, safety and cleanliness. Uh, the registries that these ships usually sail under are foreign, which yeah. kind of exempts it, them. That that particular uh, ship was Bahamian. Yes, and. and as a result, they don't have to, uh, uh, you know, no. subscribe to the labor laws and, and all the other stuff that you would on another uh, venue. So. I believe that the port, uh, and I could be wrong about this, but the port authorities have to, I guess, once a year examine the ships that come through their port or something. But there's still such a, a reduced, I mean, how can you, you know, that's a, what is that, a 600-foot ship? I mean that's a lot of huge. a lot of, um, of of looking to do. So I, I still love cruising. I think it's fun. I think it's one of the best vacation dollars you can spend. Oh, you know what? Some people think cruising is dumb, I but know, it's great. I love it's it. really fun. Love it. We went on a cruise, my wife and I, uh, several years ago, but not that many years ago. And somebody apparently got really ill or had a heart attack or something on the ship. And so they brought a helicopter. This was down on a, what was called a Mexican Riviera cruise. And you go down mm. to Cabo and, <clears throat> the and Mazatlan and like that. And, and, and so they brought a helicopter in from San Diego Hospital somewhere. Mm. And they landed in kind of a rugged storm on the ship. Wow. Got the person off. And, and so it, my thought was, couldn't they have sent a crackerjack uh, mechanic or uh, engineer on by way of helicopter to this ship, yeah. landed him on there and seeing if he could figure out how to get this thing running again. Because apparently it wasn't really a big mechanical problem. It was something small, but because of it, none of the, uh, the you know, the engines would work. And that's what drove the power, apparently. They the had to medevac one heart attack victim off of that ship. So there was a helicopter. That so they did come. have a helicopter. Yes, and then they did have a helicopter come in with supplies. And the Coast Guard came Booze. and gave them, yeah. <laughs> gave them toilet paper. <laughs> that would be my biggest. <laughs> yeah. No, there was plenty of toilet paper, just nowhere to put it. Yeah. Um, and uh, but you're right. I'd never thought of that's brilliant. What, well, you just sit out there for four days and poop and and wait for the tugboats to bring you give, in. Why not get since you're medevacking somebody? Maybe, as you said anyway, bring a guy in there. Maybe because who, who it was knows too, what he's doing. Maybe it was so far gone that you, they just want you know what. There's nothing we can do but bring this poop poop-filled ship into shore. I suppose. Because if we're fix it now, there's still, you know what I mean? I don't know. Well, maybe you could fix it in a half an hour. Who knows? Maybe it was something simple. Maybe it was just a switch. Oh, wait a minute. This thing wasn't plugged in. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What a nightmare. All right. The uh, Pope, Benedict XVI. Yeah. Tell uh, me what's going on here. So he's saying, saying, see you later. Because I don't follow this stuff really that much. Yeah, I know. I, I grew up Catholic, of course, and um, not of course, but I happen to. I know. And, uh, and my wife, too. And uh, so 
it is with a lot of pain, even if you're um, an irregular uh, church attendant attendee, which I am, uh, or a non-existent one, or a non-existent like me. But it is it is it it's heartbreaking because I grew up uh, Catholic, you know, went to Catholic schools as a kid and all of that. This um, sex abuse business, uh, you. I'm just so disappointed that the church has not handled this in a in a strong and determined sort of way. It's been a lot of a lot of things have been covered up and hidden and ignored. And mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that that's why Pope Benedict the Sixteenth is a closing shop for himself. I thought it's because he was just tired. But it, but that's one of the things I think that would make him tired. Is oh, that I, I I don't yeah. know how to deal with this. I I, yeah. I I can't get on top. We need somebody with more energy than I have. I, I just think even though most people have not talked about that as a front and center reason for him no, retiring, I think it had to figure in it somehow. I think that there are a lot of people who are um, a little bit um, skeptical about about his reasons for leaving. I've seen this in the news before. Yeah, I know. And that is one of them. People, and, people... and there are some people who feel that, wait a minute, whoa, 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 you can't go anywhere. Too bad if you're tired. you got to deal with this. This well, is a huge scandal. It, there's not a rule in the Catholic Church that says once you're Pope, you have to continue your reign until you kick. But, but it, it had certainly been, is a legacy. It had been 600 years since that had happened before. Right. It's always the expectation um, yeah, I, who wouldn't want to be Pope? Who yeah. who would say, you know what? I just I'm not up for it. Yeah, Nobody a, says that. It's a good gig, and and so he's going to retire in. Uh, he's going to have a retirement condo someplace in uh, Vatican City or nearby, and then he's he's from Germany, Mr. Ratzinger or Pope Ratzinger, and so he's going to uh, he's going to also spend time in Germany, and it, they said, what is he? going to do with his time now and he said he wants to read and pray and my wife said well isn't that pretty much what he does now is the pope <laughs> yeah i yeah. guess you're right but but he also thinks now so he yeah. won't have to really well think that's my that thing time. i i think there shouldn't with supreme court justice or whatever it is there should be no job that you have to serve at and should serve at until you you fall over at 109 years old it, it's good to recognize when you don't have it anymore mm-hmm. and the church in this case for the pope the church and what it's all about means so much to you you want it in the best hands you can put it in and, all right i'm and gonna to, ask you and to have the 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 perspicacity to say you know what i'm i'm not, I'm not the guy anymore i gotta step aside i'm gonna ask you a really um very naive question that m- might seem to be obvious the answer to you but i really actually know that i'm thinking about it i don't know what does he do what is he accountable for what is he responsible for is he is he... like the chief executive officer of, of okay. the catholic church so again catholic church. what are his powers well what one, are his powers well one thing he uh, one power he has he can turn um a, a scarf into a pigeon it's amazing i don't and know how he's he does the only it. one that can do it no he's not the only one. Oh, okay um the Pope is the final authority on, on church doctrine. And so he makes the decision with no, there's no majority rules. There's no, if he's just in the mood that day and goes, you know what? Theoretically, you're right. This if he's in the it... mood that day, he could do that wow. because because by dint of being the Pope, right. you are said, if you're a true believer, 
the Pope is said to be infallible. Not infallible like, I that, that looks like a car coming at me, but I don't believe it is. Therefore, it is not a car coming toward me. His judgment is infallible. But he, his judgment about things regarding the church is infallible. And I the, the idea is that it comes, it comes <laughs> from God straight to him and then out of his mouth. So therefore, it can't be wrong because it's coming from God. Wow. I mean, I think that's what infallibility means. Okay. But you have to be a believer in that, that of course, no, for that you, to be true. You don't have to be a believer to to make somebody indeed fallible. They're going to be infallible whether you believe it or not. Now, here's a question for you. Once he steps down as the Pope, then he instantly is, inf- is fallible again. Right. Yeah. Right. So you give up <laughs> your fallibility or your infallibility. Well, that for me would be one reason. That'd be a deal breaker for he me. He shouldn't do it. So I'd me- say, look, I'll, I'll step down, but I'm still going to be infallible. Does everybody agree on that? Oh, okay. All right. I'm stepping down. So that to me seems to me to make him think that he doesn't really believe that because who would give that up? Wouldn't you rather die before you give up that power? Well, depending on how you look at it. I mean, if if he is a, a man of such supreme faith, such love for God and his church, that he has the ability to say, I am, I'm not. I can't do this anymore. It it is doesn't it, that right there though it make supersedes, him fallible? It supersedes his ego. In other words, he sublimates his ego okay. for the greater cause, which is that he's not capable of delivering the goods anymore. So we're going to have somebody else be the pope. But the thing that strikes me about it is the swiftness with which yeah. it seems to have it be happening. Why the big rush? That to me. If you're a conspiracy theorist, would mm-hmm. be something you'd say, hmm, mm-hmm. why is he so quick to get out of the room here? Mm-hmm. Although know. maybe it's something he's thought about for quite a while. That's what they say. They right. said he's thought about it for mm-hmm. a year and told some intimates that he was thinking of this. It's interesting because he is um, the first pope, if this is important, he's the first pope, as you know, with a Twitter account. Yeah, I'm not, it's not that it's not important. I just think it's interesting that such an old-fashioned... Do you think he actually tweets his own stuff? Well, apparently no, because he's too freaking tired. He's well, too yeah. tired. I'm too tired to do no, he's tweeting. Not, he's, not, he's not doing it. But I, I just think it's interesting because the... That'd be the, the only church, infallible tweets, by the way, that there are. <laughs> Catholic, the, oh, the whole religion, it seems to be a very... Um, steeped in history and you know things very old school even yeah. their even their garments and and uh the rituals around it so it is just an odd very hip conventional modern thing that he's done but i'm i can assure you well i'm sure it wasn't his idea somebody some pr person within the church said you know so we can get more people on board, so oh, we yeah. can make more money. He's got a, a million and a half million and a half followers yeah. or something like yeah. that. And it's at least as the time we're recording this, he has not made a statement via Twitter mm-hmm. about the fact that he's resigning. Yeah. Uh, so people are thinking, well, why, why are you have a Twitter account if you're not going to tell people stuff? Does the twi- does Twitter speak Latin? Maybe that's why. That's right. It doesn't speak Latin. <laughs> and, I, and, and to say a simple Latin sentence, you need a lot of characters because those are big words. Uh, right. I uh, took Latin uh, in uh, when I was in school for a couple of years. And, of course, back when I was an altar boy, uh, you had to learn Latin responses because the mass was said in Latin. So you had to learn, memorize these Latin responses. Do you remember any of them? Can you say it now? Can you say one thing in Latin? Confidior Deo, Omni Potenti, Beata Maria's Virginie, 
Wow. Which means I confess to Almighty God and to the Blessed Mary Virgin. Wow. And I forget some of the rest of it. That's and then, and then there's the old standby, et cum spiri, two, two, oh. <laughs> and with your spirit, too. I think it means something oh, okay. like that. Okay, got it. I thought that was a phone number for Dominus Vobiscum. Every time I'd hear the priest say Dominus Vobiscum, I started thinking of biscuits for some reason. I'd get hungry yeah, in church I'm all the time. Ave Maria, gee, it's good to see you. Getting ecstatic and sort of dramatic and doing the bad again, But when you, when I was growing up, you you were told that this stuff you don't screw around with church things. It is is very very solemn and important, and you don't dork around with it. Okay. When you say you don't screw around with church things, what do you mean? Well, like don't mess around in church. Yes, don't mess around in church. So here's what well, I did. Every kid messes around in church. Uh, yeah, they're, but here's what I did. Kids. We when you're an altar boy. <laughs> And then they finally have altar girls, finally. That's another problem with the church. They've got to get realistic about letting women have a more full role in the church and mm-hmm. letting priests marry and all of that, but don't get me started on that. Right. But they, um, so I would take my little brother, Mike, with me, because we lived in a small town, so we would walk, it'd be, and, and once in a while you'd draw the assignment where you had to do the 6 a.m. mass. So we'd have to get up and get dressed, and we'd walk, you know, like a mile and a half to the church, and uh, and then many times, the 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 saying of the mass is a, purely a ritual because and it was a big church. I turned around, and my brother's sitting in the front row, and there's nobody else in church, nobody else there. Because you guys are there early. To no, prep for no, it. the mass has started, and there's nobody else there. Wait. Some, sometimes people don't want to get it because there was also oh. an eight a.m. mass. Oh, got so it. So let's wait till eight to go to church. So, but the but it was the thing. We say the mass at six a.m. and we need an altar boy to be there with the priest to do it. So in those days, now I don't know if you've been to a Catholic service. Nowadays, yes, I have. The priest faces out. It's towards, very long. Yeah, they face out toward the uh, congregation and they for the pretty much the entirety of the mass. Mm-hmm. But in those days, the the priest faced away. He had an altar and all the stuff that happened. So his back was to who was the, he talking to? He well, he's just saying the mass, and then he'll turn around once in a while and you know say things to people and give his sermon and that. But much of the time is what I'm saying. His back is to the his back is to the congregation. congregation. So because his back was to <laughs> I can a, only an, imagine an empty congregation. <laughs> I took that as an invitation. To inter- try and entertain my brother who was sitting in the first pew by himself. Oh, no. So I was doing, I'd make making funny faces and I'd be, you know, doing little dances and jigs and anything trying to crack him up because the priest was facing away. Sure. What, I, what I didn't realize is that the priest was, uh, he ha- they have this gold chalice <laughs> that, you know. They put, acted like a put, mirror. Put the, it acted like a mirror. <laughs> It didn't act like a mirror. It was a mirror. And so he was watching my hijinks through this whole thing. And um, it was it was like getting caught stealing a car or something. Because when, when I turned around one time to face back, he's looking at me straight on. My brother's trying to warn me. Oh. He's making little signals. <laughs> turn around, turn around, turn around. Cut it off. Don't do it anymore. He's watching. It was too late. He caught me and he said, Pat, would you please leave the altar? And so I had to leave. Oh. I had to go back in and waiting for him to finish the Mass by himself now. And I'm just thinking, 
Now, wait a minute. One of the commandments is thou shalt not kill. So <laughs> I think I don't think he's going to kill me. But on the other hand, he might. Because maybe that's one exception to the rule. Because maybe he's done with you and it's time for God to deal yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, wow. So, so on, and did... he, he came after the Mass and, and said, if you ever do anything like that again in the house of God, this is the house of God, Pat Cashman. If you ever do anything like that again, I can't remember what he said after that, but it was like... It's so dramatic. I want to know. I know what? what was well, the consequence? He implied that I was going to go to hell well, if I ever did it again. that's not the only reason. I mean, there's a million other reasons why we're going to hell. Yeah, so. yeah. But there must have been some immediate consequence. There was something punitive. I, I think I had to go and I had to, I don't know, clean in the church for a week or something. I had some kind of punishment. How many I, Hail Marys did you have to oh, recite? Oh, how many could there be? Yeah. <laughs> did you just like, did you ever try to do insurance Hail Marys? Like when you'd get up in the morning, just say a few just in case? Just to get, yeah. And they, and and, and Catholics know this. There, is, there are things, they, they would tell us when we were in school that there were people in limbo. You, you know, there's heaven, there's hell. So that's hell. purgatory. There's purgatory and then there's limbo. Oh, I thought pur- so. Wait a minute, is purgatory where the babies are? Where are the babies? Where are the sinning babies? I think this, the babies are in limbo. They're in limbo. So, okay. so they're kind of like uh, they're waiting for the bus to come. Okay, but so they're they're going to get on the bus. Don't worry. So I get the whole heaven. Got but that? Pur- I understand where that. You, get hell. Purgatory. Purgatory is, is kind of like hell, except you know you're going to get out of it eventually. How do you get out of purgatory? Yeah, you got to serve time. It's like serving time in prison. Okay, and then so what's limbo? Limbo is a more, uh, I think, again, this is my, limbo is kind of a more exalted place. It's a better place. It's almost as good as heaven, oh. but you're not in heaven. Oh, Whereas okay. purgatory is almost like hell, but you're not in hell. Okay. That's what I think. All right. And so. Um, I didn't know there were four of them. I thought there were. Th- so you could get people of out of purgatory, I believe, if you said a simple thing like, um, I, I don't know, it'd be like. Uh, I can't think of a good example. It'd be like uh, uh, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph pray for us, or something. Something short like that. Okay. And they, and they called that prayer an ejaculation. No, they did. They did. Not. They did, and as far as I know, they still do. What? It's so, called an ejaculation. Wouldn't it be better to be called an exclamation? It Maybe would, they got be, mixed up. It'd be better. Maybe you think they no, said no, no, no. I know this. That I'm sure that cannot be because when what I, is the meaning of ejaculation? As, that as, is to spurt out, correct? Uh, <laughs> well, I don't. Know. Hang on. All I right, we better this, get the answer I to, need this. to look this. up. This but it, of course, when right. I'm a kid and they say say do your ejaculations, <laughs> I I think okay, that's fine, and I I knew what that meant. But then when I got older and found out, oh, there's another meaning for that word. And oh yay, <laughs> I'm just doing what you said I should do, Father. Oh yeah, I mean it's 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 this this bugaboo of of language that always gets so confusing. Yeah, have, have you found it's it yet? It's unfortunate that there is one word for for two different meanings yeah. here. But Can you read those? So the first one is, of course, the ejection of semen i'm not going to go any further we're very clear on that Yeah, we know what we're talking about uh the second one is an utterance that expresses a feeling outside of the normal language okay. structure okay so that would be that so obviously that would be that they definition. just need to stop using that word yeah i know stop it especially I... when there's little boys like you and mike sitting in the front p- 
Hugh goofing off. They, they're they begging for it I when know. they use words like do your ejaculations. They are begging you <laughs> to goof off in church. Oh, man, I wake up before I put on my makeup. I say a little prayer for you. And while I'm combing my hair now and wondering what dress to wear. Listening to Peculiar Podcast. I hate goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at peculiarpodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.